get into gate a Stargate Origins special this week. Uh, the full get into gate team. Well, not quite, but we'll get into that. My name is Mitch. Joining me, the long-term fans of the show, Matty Gibson Hello. and Brendan Car Gibson. There. Now, Reese, our newbie, uh, almost while we do the show to introduce Reese, uh, a new viewer to Stargate, to all the episodes one week at a time. He was unavailable this weekend to come in and do our regular show, which kind of worked out well for us boys because we are going to be talking about Stargate. We hate you. Yeah, yeah, we do hate him a little bit. So, <laughs> just, just good to come in and actually just hang out with mates. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not, have, not have to worry about Reese. Well, and it is convenient that Lincoln's not here either. Ooh, so, look, I don't want to draw any lines, and you know. Whatever. But, well, uh, you know, have fun, boys. That's have he, fun. It's what they do. Get but <laughs> we are going to break down uh, the Stargate Origins trailer that was released during the week, and we want to talk about things beyond what Reese has seen, which we are up to what you know halfway through season three, and we're going to talk about things in Continuum, other things between now and the end of SG One, as well as things that we've learned up until now, which is what through seasons one and two and the movie uh, of SG One. So. Uh, where do we want to start, boys? Uh, we got a we got a trailer released uh, a couple of days ago during the week. We're all we're all excited to see it because there's new Stargate well, content. No, but we want excited. Like, excited is a strong one. Okay, I felt like coming in here. I wanted us to. to Speak on behalf of you, and I hope that's okay. We do want this show to be good, obviously. We are Stargate fans. We want more Stargate content. We don't want to always be talking about Stargate in the rearview mirror, something that was great when it was out 10, 15, 20 years ago. We would love fresh Stargate content to be talking about, and do we want that content to be good? Of course we do. We have been speaking about it somewhat negatively in the past when we've done Stargate Origin specials and in our regular episodes because we haven't liked certain things that we've heard. So we're excited to get a trailer. Hopefully it cleanses the palate and we you know, start fresh. Yeah, we were extremely excited. When was it? September or... Uh, July. It was, July, around, was, it was it? Comic-Con, yeah. That's right. When they announced you know, a new series is coming, Stargate Origins. 2017. 2017. We were pumped. We were like, that's uh, close, but uh, we'll see what happens. Mm. And, um, yeah, every step along the way, we've kind of looked at it and gone, ooh, 10, 10 minute episodes. Ooh. And you're like, oh, like, 1945, Catherine Langford. And you're like, yeah, it's like every decision oh, you go, really? Are you sure that's what you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> you sure. And to that- think back in July, like you said, Brennan, when they said it's going to be coming out this year, we're like, ooh, gee, that's ambitious. Mm. Yeah. It's like, nah, that wasn't the most ambitious. You said very early on, Mitch, that you were like, nah, I don't care what's happening. It's going to be 2018. Yeah. I mean, by September, you were just like, no, it's there's no yeah. way it's happening. It's Couldn't definitely it. going to be 2018. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, July. I mean, we could punch out 10 minutes of film. In- I- well, I, I think we'll do, hey, we'll do it after this. <laughs> yeah, I think absolutely. I think we've pr- we've produced more about origins than they'll actually be of origins. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Three forty-minute podcast. Just talking about <laughs> we it. just refer to them as tangents, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as we do each and every week uh, on Get Into Gate, we're going to refer to. A synopsis. This one isn't on the back of the DVD. This is uh, via Stargate Command. Yes, yeah, we so have a synopsis. If yes, you, and if- a release date now. If you are uh, subscribed to Stargate Command, we, you would have received an email this week. And um, that's basically what this is, a little bit of new information that we weren't aware of earlier. But um, I was excited to get an email at least. <laughs> well, get this I, out of the way. I got my email, but it was four hours after we'd already shared the video trailer yeah. around. <laughs> so I didn't really read my email. So the synopsis yeah, will okay. be new to me. Okay, yeah. well, here we go. Debuting on Stargate Command, Stargate Origins explores the journey that sets a young Catherine Langford on the way to unlocking the secrets of an ancient technology that could change the very course of humanity. Jeez, mm. they're hedging their bets there. Yeah, absolutely. On the way to... Well, it's yeah, kind of right. interesting, isn't it? And she 
the secrets of an ancient technology. I can only assume they're talking about the Stargate, but then why not put the Stargate in the synopsis? I mean, because Daniel was the one that named it the Stargate, right? I know we're going to get into the yes. timeline of information that we've otherwise learnt in yes. what, over, is, over yeah, the course of what, 12, to 13 the years. The doorway to heaven. That's yeah. basically uh, Catherine's father, his entire life. That's what it was, because that was the translation mm. they had. That's that's what it was called. So we're hoping to never hear the term Stargate in this entire 10-minute, well, like, 100-minute run. Catherine can't hear it, and she can't say it. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, I don't care who else is like... If a bunch of new characters want to say it, that's fine. But Catherine cannot hear it, nor can she say it. It's funny, though, in the movie, Daniel goes, Doorway to Heaven, no, Stargate. Who translated this? And it was bloody Paul from Spin City. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did. And I'm like, well, how can that be the translation if he's just done this within the last 18 months or whatever? Mm. Anyway. Well, maybe we should play the trailer because I know this is an audio medium and it's, there's not much. There's good music. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of audio coming out of it, but if you haven't seen it, go see it. Well, this is a listen to it anyway. You should smile, Catherine Langford. Father! You are just like your mother. From now on, I'm in charge. going with the strong <laughs> yeah the strong we'll just stick with the score because we yeah. know that's what people like so that was it yeah i mean you said there's not much audio to work with considering this is an audio format but the, what surprised me most when i first watched it was that there's not much of anything like you hear trailer and again i'm only coming at it from like a a feature film perspective or even a television really you get two minute trailers Two and a half minute trailers for films. Yeah, this was that. I mean, th- this has been cut down. This is a video that's coming off Twitter, so it's being chopped down to forty six seconds. The actual clip when it was first released was like a minute ten, but the remaining twenty five seconds was like an, an ad. Click here for more content yeah. stuff. Mm. So we're getting a show that's ten by ten minute episodes, and we get a forty five second trailer. <laughs> it was another teaser. Yeah. Like we complained back in July that the announcement trailer was footage from the film, the film, yeah, yeah. and then a new title PowerPoint card. slide, yeah, PowerPoint, PowerPoint slide, slide right? of like the opening two minutes of yeah. the of the um, theatrical release, and slightly awkwardly cut. Like we said that, Brendan. Oh. Like we've studied film, we've studied film editing yeah. as you know, as a potential career at one stage. You know, we were right into to, to filmmaking, right? So we studied this thing, and I feel like it was just very poorly. Edited. I think this is too, to be honest, and it's a little bit clunky for me, especially the cuts that they've done. It just starts like I had to start it a couple of times, going, "Oh shit, I missed something mm. here." It was buffering or whatever, but no, it started, and you're in it, and then you're seeing uh, Catherine or Professor Langford, and then it shows Catherine, and then it and then it goes on this kind of weird action tangent, mm. and then it cuts halfway through. It cuts the music to a different score. Yeah. It doesn't really fade out nicely. It just cuts off at the end. 
again, I know we're only working off... Well, it's not even only. Like, we're getting 100 minutes. Like, that is a lot of feature films. Like, you know, fewer and further between yeah, these days. Film. But, like, as far as... If you could choose any footage from those 100 minutes... Now, I'm going to hope that they're only going to show us in any trailer. They're only going to show us content from the first five to leave some surprises. And you don't want to, you know, see stuff that where you're sitting there for the first five episodes going, no, I haven't seen this yet. And that's going to lead to bigger things or whatever. But... Out of 46 seconds, even just re-watching it then, there's like a four or five shot sequence where we just have someone, like a close-up, just staring into the sky. Then it cuts to, I guess, Catherine Langford struggling to get water out of a bottle while standing in the desert. Yeah. Then another one of, of like just sand. And then another one after that of them bending down. Looking into a cave Looking into something. what we can only guess is a cave because it's a, it's, it's a shot on them. And I'm like... You've just wasted so much of this 46 seconds showing us stuff that means absolutely nothing. The action montage, I don't mind because we know there's going to be action in this show and you see action movie trailers and it's just bang, bang, you know, gunshots, yeah. explosions and stuff. But there's just some stuff in here. Like the, the water bottle stood out for me the first time I watched yeah, it. Actually, wow, it wow. took me out of watching the trailer. And I'm like, why so was, hot in that desert. Yeah, like why was that an important <laughs> shot to include in... The yeah. trailer. It must have been a hot day on set. So yeah. like, we've got to put that in. I'm like, that's such a stupid nitpicky I'm, thing to I'm, be worried about. I'm but... glad they really reinforced the fact that deserts are hot and you need water yeah. when you're yeah. in the desert. I'm so glad. Because anyone that's watched Stargate before doesn't already yeah. know that because as if we haven't covered enough desert terrain. There's two things that jumped out at me. And well, actually one of them re-spotted, which I found quite interesting that out of the four of us, he was the one that actually spotted it. Yeah. Is when you see uh, the German guy say, oh, smart, Gathlod Langford or whatever. Yeah. And then she calls out father. There's a lighting reflection on them that is almost identical to the way they did the reflection of the event horizon in the film. It changed a little bit during SG-1 and that sort of stuff, but there's this lighting flicker against them, which Mm. insinuates that Catherine Langford is standing in front of an an open open Stargate, which I found was an interesting thing for them to put um, in the trailer. And then just when you guys played it then, I actually sort of wasn't looking at the monitor, so I was kind of just listening to it because we mentioned how there's, there's not a lot of audio in there. And I find it very interesting that in that 40 seconds, there's maybe three or four lines of dialogue. And one of them says how much Catherine's like her mother. Yeah. Now, Catherine's mother has never been mentioned, mentioned yeah. acknowledged in any way, show or form. It's always been Catherine and her father. So I don't know whether that's a hint to something we may see here. Like, I, I, mm. that seems like a very interesting choice of, of a line to put in this, you know, 40 second trailer. And then, of course, the Germans. It's it's sort of, I guess, in a way, giving away. Well, that's that's got to be who our adversary is in this film. Uh, yeah. In this, you know, can, can we call it a film in these 10, <laughs> 10, 10 minute episodes? See, I thought it was just in my brain. I just thought, oh, they've got an accent. They're Russians. I didn't even look at their uniform well, all always, of a sudden. It's always been because they know, had the DHD in SG one. Yeah, well, you, know, it, I mean? you know, it's always been us and the Russians. You know, yeah. in terms of SG one, it's always been us versus the Russians. And are we, you know, we're allies, and then we're kind of not, but we're allies, but we're kind of not. You know, yeah. but yeah, in in my sort of you know going through the timeline of of the bits and pieces we do know about you know the Catherine Langford story is yeah the Germans will will play a part. I'm guessing the biggest issue for this trailer for me was that. <laughs> You flick, they're flicking through some diary. We don't know whose diary it is, but they've got the glyphs from the Stargate and then they've labelled, one of them's clearly labelled Orion, which is the one that Daniel Jackson finds in the movie. Yeah, which is, I guess, fan service in a way, but then it's like, okay, well, Catherine can't see that. 
yeah. or know of its existence. Uh, it can't be her father's book because she said she has all his notes. Yeah. Is it the Germans' research? Is it Ernest's book that gets lost? Or mm. do we know when this is taking place in regards to... Well, I thought it was 1945, but that can't necessarily go with canon. If it's... Well, 1945 was the last year of World War Two. Yeah. Uh, it ended in, I think, July or September of... of... 1945. Yep. Uh, and 1945 was also the year that, that Ernest, Ernest went, went through to um, And also Achilles, the, the ship that took the Stargate from where did it leave from? Uh, in, according to Continuum, uh, he took it from Africa to America right. in, no, was... in 1939, right. which was the first year of World War II. Uh, but it says it was, they were trying to get it away prior to World War II to keep it away from the Nazis. So I think yeah. World War II was declared in, I think, you know, June of, of 1939. Yeah. So that Achilles trip would have had to have taken place in the first six and months of And Daniel Jackson would have said that, right? So you could argue that historically they might have changed... Then that might not be accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you it's gonna argue. be it's gonna be interesting in what stuff they take into account as canon and not. Because if you actually look at the Stargate itself from the bits and pieces we've seen from this trailer, it doesn't have any light up chevrons. No. Which the Stargate in the film didn't. Yeah. Um, and then it has that weird fat point of origin symbol. Oh, which Jesus. I think is gonna put a few people off. Yeah, I think- it put me off straight away. I was like, did they stretch the screen? Or? Yeah, it's like because it, they've had, they've CG CG'd in all the symbols. Yeah, so it's like, is that is someone going to take another pass on that? Or yeah. I don't know. So yeah, it's interesting. Just it's going to be interesting to see what points of reference they use. Is it just going to be purely yeah. stuff from the film, and they're going to ignore um, SG One and Atlantis and and Universe and all that sort of stuff? Which to yeah. me is the wrong way to go about it. It's like okay, if, if me as a fan, like okay, you know what, I'm going to reboot Buffy but I'm going to ignore the really successful TV show yeah. and I'm just going to focus on the shitty movie that nobody liked. So yeah. suddenly vampires are going to fly again and I'm going to get Pee Wee Herman back. You know, <laughs> It's like people are going to go, why would you do that? The, the TV show was so much more successful than the film yeah. and obviously established the canon and and the, the rules of the universe so much, cl- so much more clearly. Why would you use old rules? Yeah, I mean, to think that, what, nearly 18 months ago... We were talking about a potential reboot of the Stargate film franchise, and then Independence Day resurgence happened, and no one wanted to talk to Roland Emmerich about revisiting an old sci-fi franchise of his anymore. But that's what that was their plan back then was to Roland Emmerich go, "Hey, look, well, I I did the film. They worked off that to do their own TV series." He said, "Well, I, I want to work with my film," which is fair enough. You want to go and make a sequel to your own film and, and storylines and what would that have been? You know, Daniel Jackson suddenly has been on Abydos for 20 years. You know, is Daniel Jackson even part of the film? Is Kurt Russell part of the film or whatever? So, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting because mm. I, I, I feel like I want to ask this at the end of what hopefully you're about to go into, Maddie, um, because you've done, you both you boys have went and written down all the timeline stuff. Like, while Reese is watching all this stuff brand new, I haven't seen a lot of Stargate gear in like 10 years mm. right so i've seen the, the shows many times but i haven't revisited them in, in such a long time so i'm only remembering key points obviously as we go along in our regular get in the gate episodes you guys have remembered a lot of other stuff and you've also rent and, and researched it in the last couple of days since the trailer i want to ask at the end but i kind of want to start it off as well by saying can they just get around all the potential and or definite canon breaks that they will or could do simply by saying Catherine Langford was a bit of a liar. 
Is she the Obi-Wan of the Stargate franchise that's, where it's, well, from a certain point of view, I was always telling the truth. That's where a lot of it is. Yeah. It's really going to come down to breaking down the subtext and the and the syntax of mm. what she says. That, yeah, she could be from the Obi-Wan Kenobi school of information. And if that's the case, just a little prediction without having seen what the content is for the 100 minutes, are we going to be pissed about that or are we going to, are we holding out judgment until after we see it? Because they have to, for me, they have to finish... That's the problem with prequels, like Star Wars did, and they have to kind of wrap it up into a nice, neat little bow, mm. which Star Wars did, but they didn't do it well, and well, I don't see them doing it well in this, because Mercedes, the director of, of Stargate Origins, she never saw SG-1. Really? I saw, I saw an interview with her she, um, at a Comic-Con. She said, oh yeah, I've watched a few episodes, so hopefully they gave her... You know, the cliff notes of Torment of Tantalus, 1969, Watergate. Watergate, It doesn't bother me if she hasn't seen the show as long as she gets the information. As long as the writers have. Yeah, as long as they go, hey, well, well. look. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually, yeah. yeah. Because then you're not retreading on style or or anything like that or or shots or anything like that. Like She can go out there and make something purely out of her own creativity based on the information she's got rather than going, well, like Mm. if we went and made Stargate, I don't see how we could get away from being influenced by that show for the last mm. 22 years. Which I don't oh, think we you love should. It. We're also no, going to go... And then that's a f***ing great argument to yeah. make as well, yeah. We're also going to go, oh, let's not do that or do this because it's already been done. Like, we'll go, let's not do this shot yeah. because, you know, Peter DeLuise already did it. Yeah. Oh, let's not do that. Martin Wood already did it and did it better than we could ever do it. Yeah. Let's not even try to attempt it. Oh, so, they did that in the movie. We've seen it 10 times. Let's not yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you can't push a certain view onto the viewer if they've already seen it. Imagine if there's like just like a full, you know, minute of just the wonder of seeing the Stargate dialing. And it's like, yeah. Well, yes, we've seen that. So you've got to experience the wonder of another person's eyes. And I guess it's not a Stargate episode unless I mention Star Trek, but the current Star Trek Discovery have made the problem where they're doing a prequel, which Mm. isn't great, but they're butting it right up against you know, the original series. It takes place in like a 10 years before the original series takes yeah. place. This, I think, is making the same error in that we're doing a prequel and we're going to, you know, see Catherine, but we're butting up right up against information and stuff that we've already seen. Yeah. So I think that's the the issue in that it really restricts what you can do and where you can go with it because you are, you know, if they want to do a prequel and it's like, okay, let's see the first 10 years of Ra's rule on in Egypt yeah. or, you know, or Brilliant. like we've spoken about... You know, the first time we see an, an, an Unas get taken over by Gua'uld, or the first time we see uh, the four great races, you know, meet at Heliopolis. There's yeah. some Stargate Origin stuff I want to see. Mm. Yeah. Because we're not really tied into anything there. You know, mm. there's, there's, there's much less, whereas it's just like, yeah, I'm a bit worried about... So that sort of has parallels to me, I guess, what they're doing with Star Wars, in a way. And I know the Star Wars, they've got a thousand legs to fall back on because, you know, they're, right right now they're making billions of dollars. While mm. we're sitting here, they've just made millions of dollars just by <laughs> mentioning them. Um, but, you know, when they, they want to get away from the saga films, go, hey, let's explore the rest of the universe. It's like, well, they could jump into telling a story about random guy we've never heard of from part of the galaxy we've never heard of again. But it's like, well, that's a big stretch. Fans would go and watch that. Much like, I guess, mm. I'd be right into seeing Ra. It's like, 
they start off with Rogue One. It's like here's a familiar story to another story. You know, again, working up to a story that we're we're very familiar with, mm. and then their first solo character film is about a very mm. established character. So in five, ten years, they're going to be telling stories in the other corner of the galaxy. That's fine because they've built up to that success. Had those two movies have failed, it's like, well, I guess we just make Stargate films yeah. forever because that's what people want. Well, Whereas with Stargate, it's like let's start off with. Catherine Langford question mark mm. like why would you do that rather than jump into what we said from the get go Stargate Origins as a title could refer to singular stories like you said Ra you know um, well, a based... dinner a dinner with the system lords set ten years ago <laughs> when SG One were at their height or something you well know? based on the on the film I've got the the DVD special edition that has the theatrical release and that also has the special edition which has a few little extra scenes yeah. and pieces. In the theatrical release, the opening scene is Giza 1928. In the special features version, the opening scene is 8000 BC mm. in Egypt, where you see the young boy right. who is Ra's host as like a little, you know, cave dweller in Egypt or whatever, like a, a, you know, and you see Ra's ship landing. Ra didn't arrive on Earth via Stargate. He arrived via ship yeah. with his own Stargate, yeah. Yeah. you know? So it's like, well, there's plenty of content there. And just on what you were saying with Star Wars, Mitch, is, and I know I bang on about it a lot, but um, uh, the Clone Wars did a, a very great thing similar to what you were just saying there. There's there's a one shot in episode one during the pod race of all things where you see Aura Singh and she's this white-skinned bounty hunter in like an orange outfit with this weird ponytail and an antenna sticking out of her head. She's on screen for all of, you know, two seconds. Mm. Well, they expand on that in Clone Wars. She's actually one that trained Boba Fett yeah. after, after Jango was killed. She trained him <laughs> how to be a bounty hunter. She was mm. like his surrogate mother. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's like a three or four part episode arc, and it's absolutely amazing. And that's cool stuff to expand on, because it's like, oh, there's, there is an established character, albeit for two seconds, but it's like, well, they don't have a, they don't have a, 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 a track record, a, a proven history mm. that they've stated to us over years of canon and continuity, like Catherine Langford has. Like, there is the film, there is Torment of Tantalus, there is 1969 that we've just covered on Get in a Gate halfway through season three. There is more stuff to come that they've just got to tread around. And I, I don't want mm. them to get to a stage where it's like, well, she just kind of lied or, you know, a memory wipe as we joked the other week on the show or anything like that. This is all stuff they could just throw out there and it's like, well, it's sci-fi, it makes sense, but it's like, it's... Why yeah. couldn't you? I don't know. It, it's a this again, trope. this is purely for the fans. So I, this isn't getting new people yeah. on board. So why do that? You could go and expand on a, on a ten year rule of Ra. The, the the same fans are going to be watching it. But again, are we are we limiting ourselves to think this is just taking place in canon? Have they said that, or is this going to be potentially what Stargate two and three, the film franchise, was going to be? It was going to be an alternative universe to the to the TV series. It was going to be working off the film. Is that what this is? Because while we got a lot of important Catherine Langford information out of the film, not as much, you know, hard to ignore stuff that we did in the TV series. The thing is too, because there's a there's a lot of actors in this that they've shown. But if you go onto IMDb, there's only two characters which have been cast. So we've got Ellie Gal, if that's how you pronounce her name, as Catherine Langford. Connor Trina, Trina, Connor Trinia, as Professor Langford, and the rest are unnamed. So I'm wondering if like the 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 Caucasian guy Philip Alexander might be Ernest potentially, mm. or uh, does, what sort of age is he looking? Is he quite young or reasonably young? Oh, yeah. Okay, because my other thought is um, in 1969 Daniel poses as. 
the son of Heinrich Gruber or something like that, who he said uh. was a, an associate of Professor Langford's. Now, I went and did my research. Heinrich Gruber is not in anything anywhere. So right. that's a poten- potentially another character we could see. Probably. But yeah, that, that would that's make cool. sense if he was, you know, because we, based on Torment of Tantalus, Catherine says she was 21 in 1945. So I feel like Ellie Gould could quite easily play that, couldn't she? Like she could play a 21 or a 25 oh, year old yeah. Catherine Langford. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that could be, could definitely be it. She earnest. knows Kung Fu. <laughs> so I've managed to source a, a secondary trailer from this one. A, really? You've done your hacking? Yeah, I have. A Get Into Gate exclusive here. Wow. Uh, another one. <laughs> so here it is. It's amazing we can get all these exclusives and we can't get any of like the actors or anything like that to come in and, and chat with us. Yet, mate. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> so here is the, the follow-up trailer that no one has ever seen or heard before. And um, it's following up on the latest one from Stargate Command. Meet Catherine Langford, a young woman residing in 1940s Nazi-occupied Germany. And she's always frowning. You should smile, Catherine Langford. Thanks, dude. (laughs) But despite her accent, (laughs) cultural and sexual biases of that time period, guess what? Now on, I'm in charge. That's right. She's in charge. And she's thirsty. For those of you out there thinking, opening the Stargate in these prequels would ruin continuity... Guess what? You're wrong. You're wrong. 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 Because Catherine won't be opening the Stargate. We're going to get the Germans to do it. Suckers! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, six is locked in place. This is as far as we have ever been able to get. Well, yeah, there's that. But I guess mm. we'll just Obi-Wan Kenobi the shit out of this thing. <laughs> Stargate <laughs> Origins. Wait, so they always knew it was Star Constellations? What happened to the point of origin symbol? What the fuck is this thing? <laughs> Coming 2018 now. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so, yeah. Jeez, uh, I guess we extend everybody's all access, aren't they? To make sure that, you know, all the memberships. Um, yeah. it, run, it runs out just after episode nine drops. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So We've yeah, got that's... you now. Now it's a hundred dollars a subscription. <laughs> that one's probably better for an audio medium. Anyway, you get more. Uh, uh, she thirsty. More... <laughs> she thirsty. <laughs> well, you're right, but the the, the 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 sexual bias, all that sort of you know uh, mm. gear in in the trailer. We had someone write to us on, on Twitter, Craig, and he said, "Can you guys talk about the Indiana Jones influence? That's what it looks like to me, anyway." And I thought, yeah, Germans and, you know, yeah. said in the 1940s, mm. I get it. For, for me, and I, I don't know whether it's just, again, she's, this might be sexual. wearing the khakis with the, with the dirty white yep. linen shirt. Yep. yep. And yep. I don't know whether this is just, you know, again, my own sexual bias. But for me, it reminded me of Agent Carter, which was the prequel spinoff uh, to the MCU franchise set around Peggy Carter, who, of course, was Captain America's, you know, love interest in the first uh, Avenger. And post him getting frozen or, you know, uh, missing in action in that film, she went off and had her own adventures. You know, she came over as a British agent to work with the uh, CIA or the newly formed, what was it called? The SSR. SSR. And, you know, that again, that show never broke continuity per se, but it had a lot of extra secretive and very high risk, high stakes adventures from a sub-character of, you know, this film set at that time. So that's what it reminded me of. Even just the the, the cinematography of, of it all actually uh, reminded me. And I don't know whether it's just because it's shot on TV, 1945, and cameras can't help but looking like mm. that. But that's what it reminded me of anyway, was Agent Carter. 
but you, you can't get away from the Indiana Jones stuff because Nazis are great fucking bad guys. Mm, well, and the Jeep the, and the, the yeah. big boots and, yeah. the, you and know, the sand it's, all, it's all there. The, the other thing, I'll, I just want to go through some of these comments on YouTube. Oh, that was brutal um, reading those. I was like, wow. I thought we were harsh. Yeah. But wow. We seem like open-minded little puppy dogs compared to yeah. what some people out there are saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not cherry picking. I'm just going to kind of read them in order. And it's it's uh, 50-50 the way you really look at it. So the first comment is, this is does not instill me with confidence. It looks really low budget and cheesy. 121 likes. Yeah. Yes, can't wait. Someone else wrote, what the fuck is that? Okay, bring SG-1 back or finish Atlantis. Dario writes, oh my God, just no. Oh my God, I can't wait. That was pretty good. Well done. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good fan trailer, someone writes. This was horribly edited. Hope the series has better editors. Yay wow. for low budgets. Stargate means Brad Wright and Robert C. Cooper. Period. The trailer looks amateurish. The editing really, is really poor. You really skimmed over that Stargate is Robert Cooper comment. Yeah, I, yeah. 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 I was like, immediately regretted. This is my favourite one. Nothing downgrades the quality of a trailer like a bad font choice. Talking to you, Copper Plate. That was my favourite as well. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. So yeah. nerdy. So, a little bit divisive. I don't want to shit on this. I want to like it. I want it to be good. I want it to fit nicely in the continuity because let's face it, it's not going to mean anything in the, in the longevity if they continue with the storyline, if they if they continue like in the now, like Stargate Command is a show or whatnot, and they're they're continuing after Universe, which I think that's what they should be doing. Mm. I don't mind the idea of Origins if you're going to do like we've said before, episodic movies or something like that, but I think they just need to run with the series, run with like Netflix did, despite. Discovery being horrible, they just need to keep running with that. Not this is just mm. it's it's a dog bone. I've said it before. It's just it's it's the least they could possibly have done for us. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that this is kind of is is they're trying to revitalize the the franchise and and you know obviously this is just a stepping stone that they want to lead to somewhere else. But I just feel like it was a it was a misstep. Yeah. This first step, I feel is um, it's a pothole. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people that are commenting saying, wow, I didn't know Stargate was back. They don't know that it's only 10, 10 minute episodes. Yeah. So they And the fact that we're this close and people are still like, oh, I didn't know yeah. Stargate was coming back. Because it hasn't been great PR. Like, it, the reason we've followed it so much is because we have a Stargate podcast mm. and we and we were following Comic-Con as something was going to be announced. Well, and obviously and budget. I mean, we talk, you were talking about um, Star Trek Discovery. They're dropping like eight or nine million dollars an episode on that garbage. Wow. And it's like, you imagine if, you know, Stargate Command had that kind of budget yeah. and what they could do. Oh, yeah. Like, that'd be pretty freaking impressive. Like, I didn't really like Stargate Universe the first season, but season two kicked, kicked off really well. Mm. And I think if you threw $8 million into that every episode, how good could that be? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, what I thought I might do is um, save everyone a bit of their rewatch if they don't want to do it. And I just thought we might run through the uh, timeline yes. um, that, that Origins has to work with in terms of what we know, where the gate is, where Catherine is and all that sort of stuff. And just maybe it might help us then break down the trailer and see where we think it's going to go and, and what rules Origins can break and then what things we think it really shouldn't and should steer clear from. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I had a good 
So yeah, that wasn't in English, right? Because I didn't no. understand any of that. <laughs> so that is, okay, good. Thank God. That's the that's the iconic moment from the film, uh, 1928, when uh, Professor Langford. Do we know what Professor Langford's first name is? No, well, it's not on IMDb. It's it's Professor Langford. Uh, I want to say Brad Langford, but that's a Gilmore Girls reference, so I'm really Ooh. not going to do that. Uh. Um, so Professor Langford, we've always joked about how the the elder elderly lady who plays Catherine in the film has a German accent, and then she doesn't have it in SG One, all that sort of yeah. stuff. So I've looked into it. The actual actress herself uh, is of Swedish descent. So she's got a Swedish accent. And then what you just heard there, I always assumed was German. Yep. It's actually Norwegian because the um, the actor who played Professor Langford in the film is a Norwegian actor. So right. that little exchange there um, is actually him saying, uh, my God, what is it? And then his little friend there saying, I wish I knew. Devil's advocate, though, just because he's a Norwegian actor, why would that be a Norwegian passage of text that's dialogue what, that's what old mate um roland emmerich and, and <laughs> Dean Devlin. roland's gone say something in german and oh, he just speaks norwegian that's, yeah that's yeah. that is actually norwegian language that's not yes yeah. so if you play this little next bit mitch i went and um google translated it so if you play the little oh, next bit there, okay yeah. so that's the exchange that's knew it of course <laughs> Classic <laughs> It took a lot to figure that out Yeah Because the longest time I just assumed they were German yeah. And then yeah. it really didn't make sense Why they're working with The American military In 1945 To yeah. open Stargate And all that sort of stuff mm. So See I always assumed They were Jewish For whatever reason mm. So they were against The Germans mm. Being German well, well And then that was The weird thing to me The fact that In 1969 Daniel poses As a German yeah. To Catherine and says she he was working with her father and she's like oh yeah that's that's fine yeah now he says he was the son of Heinrich Gruber and Gruber puts, puts on yeah classic puts on a German <laughs> accent now that guy was actually there was a real life guy in World War Two called Heinrich Gruber there was a guy yeah he was a real guy he was he was an anti Nazi pacifist good but, guy yeah. yeah but he was like a philosopher and religious scholar so ah cool. Yeah, That's so nice. that that could that could kind of tie in. So back into 1928, so the Stargate is found by Catherine, who's about five years old at the time, uh, based on information that she's given us. Even though the actress, you know, you'd say probably looks more like ten or twelve. Yeah, Catherine is about five in 1928. Is there gets her little Ra necklace that she basically steals from the guy because her daddy owns the, <laughs> the the dig. <laughs> And no DHD is found. They only find the gate. And that's mm-hmm. why, obviously, you know, when we flash forward to, you know, 1995, there's no DHD and, and the American yeah. military has to come up with their own. Which makes order. me think in this iteration of Stargate Origins, the Germans have the DHD. Well, which is um, the only way to compensate for stellar drift, right? Well, <laughs> well, we'll, <laughs> we'll actually get to it, and it is pretty well confirmed that the Germans do have the DHD. Okay. Uh, but we don't get confirmation for that um, um, for a little while yet. So that's basically all we know in terms of, of what happens in 1928. So that's it. The next bit of information we get chronologically is 1939 in Continuum, yep. when we find out that the Achilles is crossing the Atlantic Ocean from Africa to America. Now, Daniel so very specifically be... states that. We're in the cargo hold of a ship. What? Not just any ship. This is the Achilles. That name's familiar. Yeah, because it was the ship that brought the Stargate from Africa to America before the outbreak of World War II. Ah, that's not why. See, at the time, they thought the Stargate might be a a weapon of some kind, so they wanted to keep it out of the hands of the Nazis. So, the big piece of information to take from there 
is that in 1939, the gate was theoretically still in Egypt. It was, it was on the African continent yeah. because Daniel says it was taken from Africa to America. Yep. So as of 1939, the gate is still And that's the most recent SG-1 content we have, right? Continuum? Yeah, Continuum. Did that come out after Universe? No, before, it was before Universe. But yeah. I guess it's, it's the most... I mean, Universe doesn't really sort of factor in any yeah. any of the histrionics of the SG-1 universe or the Stargate universe. So, yeah, that is that is the most recent piece of information given going that far back. And, yeah, so they, they say specifically prior to the start of World War II, they thought it was a weapon of some kind and they wanted to keep it out of Nazi hands. Yeah. And so it's been in America from, what, 1939 until 1945? Is well, that the next step? Yeah, that's the next step. And when basically Ernest goes through? From, from 1939 all the way through to now, it's it's been, you know... In Cheyenne Mountain or... Uh, well, well, no, it was in, in 1969, oh, yeah. it was in DC. That's right. But yeah, this stage of... So what we can take from that is in 1939, Nazis were aware of the Stargate. Mm-hmm. Openly aware and openly chasing the Stargate, not knowing what it is or what yeah, it can do. Just that it was a thing. Yeah, so that can lend itself to what we've seen in the Origins trailer, that mm, the Nazis yeah. which are Which is aware nice. Of, yeah, I like you know, that. Which is nice. It's good. Okay, so the next jump is to 1945, where a now 21-year-old Catherine is dating Ernest Littlefield. Ernest and the Professor Langford are running experiments on the gate. It's still only known as the Doorway to Heaven. They're working with the US government, with President Roosevelt, um, you know, president at the time. Catherine only knew what she overheard from Ernest and her father at home. She was never involved in the project. It was only because she was dating Ernest and her father. They were the two lead scientists. They would come back to her place because she was banging Ernest. And she would, Mate, she would overhear things. She was pure. Oh, okay. it, was, it was probably 1945. Yeah, yep. they're they probably just holding hands. Yes. <laughs> um, just, just dry <laughs> humping. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ernest, Ernest does say... That um, they've gotten as far as entering up to five symbols on alternating current, and then the whole room starts to shake. And Catherine says, "Well, why don't you try direct current?" And then Bob's your uncle. They can get all the way to seven symbols, and Ernest goes through that she doesn't know about. Now, a big piece of information is Ernest is in 1945. Ernest is sitting uh, at the table with Dr. Langford at, at, at their home, and he theorizes that the symbols are not a code, but a destination. So he basically figured out everything Daniel did, but he figured it out in 1945. So he yeah. figured out that they were destinations. So that's why that little book in Origins, I figure could be Ernest's or could be German. Yeah. And you'd assume Ernest, because why would the Germans be writing Orion in English? Yeah. In a book that they were trying to keep from Americans. Wow. So, <laughs> um, So Ernest opens up the gate. But that's in America, right? This is, that's set in America, he found out that that, you need to use direct current, and it's a and it's a destination. Yes, because they're working with the U.S. military under yeah. President Roosevelt. So before that, you couldn't really cop that, could you? Like when What's the that? when the gates in Germany or or Egypt, wherever they are in Origins, mm. you can't say that that is Ernest's diary if he only just found out that it was constellations. Yeah, you'd you'd figure from the time you know in Torment of Tantalus, this is all coming from Torment of Tantalus. So it's like, well, in the time that he figures out that they're theorizing their destinations to when the actual accident happens and he goes through the gate, can't have been more than you know a week or two or a month yeah. at the most or something like that. And yeah, it's under the under the protection of the U.S. military, so it would be very hard for the Germans in 1945 to be on American soil. Yeah, messing with the gate. Yeah. So obviously he he opens up the gate, goes through. They must know what it's going to be. Ernest has that scuba gear there, so they know that it's some kind of transportation device. They know that you can go through it. 
Um, but then obviously he's lost. The gate shuts down. I don't know why they never redial again, but he's lost and the program is shut down for at least 40 years. So let's take a little uh, trip through time to 1945. <laughs> we get as far as entering the fifth symbol and then the whole room starts to shake. Today, one of the generators exploded from the feedback. Are you going to talk to my father? Oh, he knows he was there. I meant about us. Because I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I cut out the kissing yes, from this scene. Maybe it's supposed to do that. What? The ring. Maybe it's supposed to shake. I don't think so. Are you using alternating or direct current to charge it? Alternating. I think. Why? Try using direct. It might prevent the charge from bouncing back to the generator. <laughs> there must be over 100 million possible combinations. If it's merely a combination lock used to turn it on, why 39 symbols? Why not six? What are you saying? They're not combinations. They're destinations. Boom. We just found one. Knowledge bomb. Doorway to heaven can mean any number of different things. It could simply mean that anyone who passes through there will die. Heavy American accent from Professor Lincoln. There was an accident today. An explosion in the lab. Ernest? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, welcome back to 2017. <laughs> So that's everything we see in flashback. Now, the next little bit, I wasn't sure where to put it, but it's from 1997, and it's Catherine Langford retelling the story to Daniel of everything she knew of what happened in 1945. Thousands of stargates, planetary shifts. Didn't anyone think I might be interested? That's why I came. Now, six months later, you could have told me sooner. Yes. Just like you could have told me there were experiments done on the gate in 1945. My father headed up a research team that worked on the gate during the war. Actually, they didn't know what it was then. But President Roosevelt was like that. Curious. They suspected the gate was a weapon. It could be used as one. Nothing ever came of it, though. How do you know? The Pentagon has recently been declassifying old materials. They ran across a number of file boxes that dealt with the old experiments, and they sent them to us. Really? You weren't involved in the research? The military had very little use for a 21-year-old girl at that time. Neither did my father. I only know what little I overheard him and Ernest talking about. So you didn't know the government had kept the files from the original experiments? I had my father's notes. He told me that was everything they had. Do you know how many administrations I had to petition to get this program started up again? Forty years had passed. The information was classified and buried. Forty years had passed. I never asked for any files because I thought I had them. West never offered because he probably didn't know they existed. So, you don't know that they turned the gate on in 1945? What? No. I never knew they turned it on. My father never told me. It wasn't in his notes either. Then there's something more you should see. Here, watch this. And she watches Ernest go through the gate and lust. Oh, God. It's hard to cut her in this music. <laughs> so the man who went through the gate is Ernest. Yes. My father must have lied to me. 
He said Ernest died in an accident. An explosion. Why would he do that? He probably thought he was protecting me. From what? From knowing that the man I was supposed to marry chose to risk his life and go through the Stargate without even talking to me about it. He chose his idea, his work, over me. I'm, I'm sure that he believed he would, he would come back. He was so young. So full of passion. Like you. You reminded me of him when I first saw you. That's why I knew you solved the mysteries of the gate. I was able to isolate the chevrons that were locked in before Ernest went through. Not Abydos? No, another planet with similar coordinates. And we can go there. It's a piece of cake. And then this is Catherine's first trip through the Stargate. Yeah. She very much... Ready? And... ...reacts like it's just never been through the Stargate. So she's going, Oh, this is the first time I've been through a gate in 45 years. <laughs> yeah. To me, that definitely, yeah, you know, locks in the fact that she's never been through the gate. She Look, may have seen an open gate, yeah. but she still can't know a lot about it. The thing we we might be nitpicking a lot, and it, and it might be going into semantics a little bit, but this is the kind of stuff that is canon mm. in the content that we that we love the most. Well, I think to pull origins off. The writers are going to have to get into this into semantics, and we'll get to this when we get to sort of get to the nineties, and we and I've got some audio here from um from the film, yeah. But it's I think it's only fair that we get into it if to pull this yeah. this flashback like, off, they're going to get they're going to have to get into the semantics of what Catherine has actually said. Well, here yeah. we are. We've just come in on a weekend, and we're just spitballing what we know. Like if we if, if someone told us if we walked in, okay, go and create a show about Catherine Langford. This is what we're doing. We're going okay. What do we know? Mm. We know this, yeah, this, exactly. this, is this. Yeah, that's where you should start from. Yeah. And as, as every indie director will tell you, once they've gotten to the big you know blockbusters, they say limitations births creativity. You have zero budget. You have to work with that. Yeah. What can we? What's the biggest thing? What's the most we can accomplish when we've got nothing given to us? Right. So that's why you see a lot of these big blockbuster franchises. You get your Marvel directors, a lot of the Star Wars ones as well, where guys have come from making these really well loved, successful you know, within their own context, films that have had zero budget. And they go, hey, you know mm. what? We see how creative you are with that. Here's $200 million. Go and make something amazing. So surely when they're sitting down in a writer's room and they're going, okay, well, look, she'd never been through the gate before. She'd never seen it on. She didn't know that Ernest had gone through. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, are we sticking with the Catherine Langford thing? Yeah, all, all in favor? I. Okay, well, how do we make no. that show interesting, right? Yeah. Rather than going, well, you know, if you read between the lines, yeah, we, it was more just, of a grey thing. If we only take the movie into account, forget the really successful TV series. <laughs> Which is why people have stuck around with yeah. the franchise. So the next big piece of information chronologically, actually, we get from Watergate. Now, this one I'd almost forgotten about. And it was after I'd sort of did everything and I was writing up my synopsis and everything and I went, I've forgotten something. Yeah. Here it is. We have a dialing device. DHD. You found the one from Giza. 
It was confiscated from the Germans after the Second World War. Now that's after. A, that's a Russian scientist mm-hmm. saying that the Russians confiscated the Giza DHD from the Nazis after World War Two. Okay, so that that's would you say Watergate? That's from Watergate. So what seasons Watergate? From? Season four. Okay, right. So we're not too far away from that. Okay, no. covering it no. on on the show. Right. So that confirms, and once we get to 1969, we'll talk about the DHD a little bit more as well. Um, the DHD was not found with the gate in Giza. Yep. They did find cover stones for the DHD, but there was nothing beneath it. So the Germans, all through World War Two, have had the DHD. So in terms of origins, that does give motive. Awesome. For the That's Germans good. for the Germans to want the gate. It's mm. like we've got yeah. we've got the dialing device, we need the thing that it dials. So that does lend credence to what's gonna happen in origins in terms of the overall plot, because we did see that German Nazi guy, you know, telling Catherine to smile and all that sort of gear and to me that that does track. If you go if you look at the trailer, the one of the opening shots is of Catherine Langford, which looks like in her bedroom. And there's a big light shining through the window, which yeah. I I thought it was her Ra amulet the first time I saw it. And I'm like, oh no, that can't be true. If you go and you look at all the the special features that they've done so far on Stargate Command, I'm pretty sure they actually like the Langfords live in the compound where the Stargate is. So that's her room. Oh. So the window outside her room is the gate room. This is what I'm that's taking out of that. In my mind, she's in her bedroom when the Nazis come in, dial the gate with the DHD. And then she comes out. What the hell? In my mind, she sees an open wormhole. And well, she has to. From what Reese spotted, is you see the reflection of the gate, like right. of the active wormhole, yeah. on the German and her father and her. Yeah. When she calls out, "Father!" So, so it could be that you know the Germans, because yeah. we've we've never found out what happened to Prof- Professor Langford. No. That's when did right. he die? How did he die? You know, could have been the Germans took him. Well, I mean, he was in America with it, wasn't it? Wasn't he? He was in the, he was in America. Um, in the oh in yeah, 45. actually yeah, during nineteen forty five. So he was doing so, that. Yeah. So my idea of this is they've give they've got him. He says you should smile, Catherine Langford, because we've opened the gate for you. I'm assuming is the mm. context. What I'm thinking is they're going to take Langford through to the other side. This is what I'm Professor assuming. Langford. Professor Langford. Mm. And she'll stay behind or she'll follow through. Or is this know. a rescue mission? Mm. Is that is that yeah. her motive? Yeah. For yeah. Well, what then, it, like in your synopsis, she finds an ancient piece of well, technology. Yeah, maybe, so. maybe she's got to go because there obviously was all that stuff in the desert. We don't know where that she desert can't, is. She can't go to Abydos. She can't. No. She can't go off world. I don't. I don't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. No. So maybe she's got to go to Giza and find something. Yeah. Some kind of ghoul technology or something that's going to help her find her father or... Yeah. I mean, she can go through the gate, but she's just a lying bitch. From then on, like, lies to Daniel constantly. Well, it's a live omission. So, um, so we'll go... Uh, the next sort of little jump will be 1969, which obviously comes from the, the episode, 1969. Uh, you've got Catherine living in New York or New Jersey somewhere... The program has been dead since sort of 1945. The gate is locked away in Washington, D.C. The military refuses to acknowledge its existence. Uh, Jackson poses as the son of Heinrich Gruber, a colleague of Professor Langford. And this is where they talk about, they find cover stones. It's hard because he's... Mindfager. Yeah, Mindfager. He's talking in like, <laughs> they're talking in German subtitles, so it's hard for me to get the audio. But basically he talks about how Mindfager finds the cover stones for the DHD 
And Catherine says, oh, we always assumed there was a second device, one to which to control the ring. Right. So that's her in 1969. So if the Germans do have the DHD in Origins, she can't see it. Yeah, has to be in the back she of the truck. Yeah, like in, um, parked outside yeah. or something like that. <laughs> she can't know. Like Touchstone. Yeah, she can't know the DHD exists. exists. Yeah, because you've got to yeah. think, even if she sees it but doesn't see them using it, she's got to assume, well, that alien-looking device... That has all yeah. the same symbols on yeah. it that the Stargate That's has why, because of that shot she's in her room, the lights shine through, that's my only thought, that she doesn't see the DHD. She doesn't see how it comes on. So I don't know. Yeah. So, um, does she go through, or does he, Professor Langford go through? Or and and you asked an interesting question before we we started recording, Brendan. What's the uh, what's the range like on a DHD? Like, yeah. are the Germans or are the Russians, you know, whoever's got the DHD, dialing it from the other side of yeah. the planet, you know? And then the, yeah. the, all of a sudden the Stargate opens, and they're like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" It just shuts down. I mean, like, I've just the had hell? the NBN connected to my work, and it's like we we can adjust. We can have slow speed with wider range, or we can have smaller range with faster speeds. Right. The DHD's, you know, a little bit more advanced than that. So surely it's got to have some kind of Bluetooth connectivity yeah. or something or other. Yeah, well, you, you see in um, Touchstone that the DHD's in the back of the truck mm. and there's no cabling to the gate. No, nah, it's, it's definitely wireless. Yeah, it's um, horizontal as well. So they dial it and jump in. Yeah. So Then I guess you also have to factor in Atlantis in terms of the puddle jumpers yeah. have DHD's on board and when there's like a space gate and they've got to approach a space gate that's in orbit or something like that. So mm. it's, that's got to have a pretty decent decent range on it yeah, as so well. All right, well, let's have a listen before we get off on an even longer tangent. Let's have a listen <laughs> to um, to Daniel and uh, Catherine in 1969 as a, what, 40-something-year-old woman? Father never told me I'm Rick Gruber. I had a son. Well, I was but a small boy when they were still working together, but... My father often yeah. spoke of dying father as one of the few people in this world he could trust. My father believed there must have been a second artifact, near that which dying father discovered in 1928. He referred to it in his notes as the doorway to heaven. Oh, we always knew there had to be a second device with which to control the ring. Did your father ever explained to you the nature of the work he was doing in 1945? Only that the American military was under the mistaken impression that the device thine father discovered might halt some dark military purpose. Uh, even that much, I was sworn to secrecy. There was an accident. Ernest Littlefeld. When the war ended, <laughs> my father and I were told never to speak of it again. It is simply locked away. Some old armory in Washington, D.C., gathering dust. But it's pointless. The military won't even acknowledge its existence. So that's what we know about the Stargate and Catherine as of 1969. She yep. was unaware of what a DHD is, and the program's been shut down. Yep. So our next jump then, and this is my own little personal thing, is she says the, the program was shut down for... When we were listening to her in Torment of Tantalus, she says the program was shut down for at least 40 years before she started peti petitioning multiple administrations to get the program back up and running again. So that based on that, that's about 1985, which is a very odd date. You'd think if, mm. if, if anything was going to 
pique her interest in the Stargate program again would have been Daniel showing up as a pretend German. Yeah, that's true. Asking questions about it. Well, that was 1969. Unless she was petitioning it for that long. Yeah, that's that's sort of how I took it was that she was almost petitioning it. Yeah, from like, like she basically got the rights to it for all intents and purposes in the mid 80s and that led to the film in 1994. So they'd no. been working on it for eight years we'll get to this. before she got to Daniel. No, in the film they say it took you two years. Yeah. Oh, so right. basically, so Catherine had been petitioning from, and she said um, the program had been shut down for, for for forty years. Yeah. Do you know how many administrations had to start petitioning? So to me, it's like that's when she started petitioning in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, that makes sense too. Because I guess after she that said long, she went through she went through multiple administrations. So there's four year periods yeah. of administrations like, being presidents. Yeah. Then by sort of nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety three, somewhere in there. They open up the program again and give her complete autonomy, and she's working mm. on it for two years before she brings on Daniel Jackson. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Mm. Cool. Yeah. And then they kick her out when they open the gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so right, yeah. We got this. So the thing that I don't get is why 1985? Why around that time that she decided? Okay, yeah, now's true. the time. So if anything, it's like, well, that'd be the interesting time to see what pushed Catherine to, you know, get back into the you know, the Stargate program and stuff like that. Yeah. But I guess you know. Yeah, they obviously want to s- get. Back to the, the, the Egyptian roots. And yeah. That's why well, you fall in love her, with Stargate. She would have been in her 50s or 60s by then. So it's like, well, no, yeah. they want to hire a young, you know, attractive girl. And, you know, yeah. everything's rebooting younger. So, so yeah. So our next jump is, you know, now it, it depends on which way you look at it. The movie came out in 1994. The TV series came out in 1997. And Daniel had been on Abydos for a year. So it depends on which way you want to look at that. You know, SG-1 is doing it in the future or the past yeah. or the movie actually takes place in, say, 1995 rather than even though it came out in 94. You know, you, yep. can, you can play around with that sort of stuff. But the project has been running for two years alongside the U.S. Air Force. Jack classifies the project and he says, in case they succeed. So the military must already have an idea or Catherine's clued them in. So this is, this is where it gets interesting that Catherine may actually know what the Stargate can do at this point. Because the military are prepping, they have a yeah, you they know the they, they have a malp. Yeah. They have Jack there classifying it, saying I'm here in case you succeed, and they have a nuclear weapon waiting to go mm. through. So Catherine, now 71 or you know early 70s, runs the program with autonomy. She enlists the help of Daniel Jackson. He coins the term Stargate. He translates you know the the chalkboard there. After two weeks of working, Daniel identifies the constellation Orion. Now, up to this point, he's only ever seen the cover stone. So for the first two weeks he's working there, he doesn't even know the Stargate exists. Daniel is shown the gate for the first time, and the seven symbols are dialed. At the sixth symbol, Catherine states, this is as far as we've ever gotten. Yeah. As we've ever gotten. So yeah. that's that semantics thing of that could be... <laughs> yeah. Just that team. We, as this team has been working for two years, mm. we as in myself and my father... As far as yeah. she knows, because she knew nothing about Ernest's accident in 1945. Yeah. So, I mean, at, at face value, that statement supports the Torment of Tantalus 1945 stuff that we, I never knew they even turned it on, blah, blah, blah. Just imagine that, like, again, like we talk about the pitch meeting. Well, not even a pitch, just, just whoever writes, created Stargate Origins. Ah, uh, they won't sit, notice. Just sit down and they, they watch the movies, a bit of fun. She goes, this is as far as we have ever gotten. Like, we, oh my God, no. Oh, that, had, that had a double meaning. <laughs> I see a new franchise. Like, is that, yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, well, let's, if you want to have a quick listen to some of the bits and pieces that I grabbed from the film, just to sort of, so you can get the vernacular. Where'd you find this? <laughs> Giza Plateau, 19th. This is Daniel looking at the cover stone, not the gate. I've, I've never mm. seen anything like this. <laughs> of course you haven't. No yep. one has. 
Now there's there's two lines of hieroglyphs. Now the inner track has the classic figures, but the outer track is like the cartouche in the center. It's got writing unlike we've ever found before. Those aren't hieroglyphics. Might be some form of hieratic or maybe cuneiform. And I just realized it wasn't Michael Shanks. Well, like, translation. Yeah. They're just it's so similar. Must have used Budge. I don't know why they keep reprinting his books. Uh, ex excuse me. Uh, what are we doing? We, we've used every known technique. It's a curious word to use, eh? Keve? Yeah. That an adverbial? Sigimenev? How sealed? <laughs> Buried. Excuse me. Uh, what, 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 are you, what are you doing? It's not coffin. For all time. They've been working for two years. Yeah, so good. This. Love it. I, I, I did. I well, this should read. I love it. years into the sky is Ra, sun god, sealed and buried for all time. It's not door to heaven. Is. Stargate. <laughs> well, so, why is the military so interested in 5,000 year old Egyptian tablets? My report says 10,000. Boom. Now, that's interesting. 10,000. Yeah. So he's, now, Daniel's only working off the cover stone, which would have been placed there 5,000 years ago. The gate is 10,000 years old because Ra came here in 8,000 BC. Yeah. But the cover stones were done by, by the Egyptian slaves after they revolted and banished Ra from Earth. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a, a retcon, I guess, in yeah. terms of in terms of They've that. They've kind sort of, of given themselves a little buffer room of five thousand years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the next part here is um, Jack classifying the project and talking about, "I'm here in case you succeed." This figure ten thousand is ludicrous. I mean, the Egyptian culture didn't even exist. I know, but the sonic and radiocarbon tests are conclusive. Well, these are cover stones. Was there a tomb underneath? No, 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 no. But we found something. I love this one. More interesting. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. This information has become classified. From now on, no information is to be passed on to non-military personnel without my express permission. Catherine, what's going on here? I'm not sure. I'm out, guys. <laughs> I think you owe me an explanation. I was told I had complete autonomy. Plans change. Why are you here? Why did they bring you on this project? I'm here in case you succeed. So again, this does lead itself to the idea that Catherine may know what the Stargate can do. She yep. may have seen it. She may have seen it active. Um, yes, she didn't see Ernest's trip through, but potentially, yes, yeah, she could have seen something happen as, as a young girl yeah. um, with the with the Nazis and the um, and the see, DHD. To me, I'm happy with that. I'm happy if they can kind of blur the lines a little bit. She doesn't mm. she doesn't directly lie, but to me. In Origins, she's they cannot say the word Stargate. Nope. And she can't see the DHD. No. Everything else. And she can't. Yeah, she can't see seven symbols being. She can't That's know right. the seven symbols because that yeah. the as as Daniel shows up there, they've been working on this six symbol thing because they can't. They don't notice the point of origin as the seventh symbol, sort of out slightly outside the cartouche there in the border. That's right. So she can't know that it needs seven symbols, which makes sense because obviously there's nine chevrons on a Stargate. Yeah. So, you know, and they've got a, a, a cover stone here that has six symbols on it. So yeah. maybe they go, okay, it's a six symbol code, which then does tie into what Ernest was saying yeah. and his theory that it's not a code, it's a, it's a destination. And when he realizes that, you know, well, potentially that he's the one that realizes that he recognizes Orion the same way, yeah. the same way Daniel did. Like, I don't like it. 
But God yeah, damn it, it I respect it. <laughs> if they can get around it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get me any more excited for it. No. But you're at ease a bit. Yeah, I'm not as yeah. I'm not as annoyed that they're gonna be futzing with established continuity. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Like do what do you reckon this trailer is just the trailer for the first ten minutes? The first ten minute episodes, or are you seeing a little bit more? I don't know. I hope not. I reckon it's. I feel like it's a lot of ground to cover in ten minutes. Yeah, especially with that German guy, you know, referring to her by name yeah. and things. Yeah, like there's got to be maybe this is from like the the third or fourth sort of sort of ten minutes or something like that. Yeah, there's got to be a setup of the universe and. But at the same time, and what the Germans are doing and do they have the DHD? Obviously, that's just our. Sort of fan theory. Well, I don't. In my mind, if she, if I'm right and she's in her bedroom when the Stargate opens, they're not going to be manually dialing for half. No, an hour. that's right. So it doesn't. It does make sense. And obviously, yeah. with the stuff we found here, with you know, um, Watergate confirming that you know the Russians took the DHD from the yeah, so uh, the Germans from the Germans. Yep. Um. You know. So yeah. yeah. So um. That's cool. Hmm. We'll see what happens. I just. I just keep picturing myself watching 10 minutes and going, come on, there's the rest. <laughs> yeah, and, and having to wait an ex- extended period for the next 10 minutes. And so. I mean, cliched Nazis, I mean, that hasn't been done to death at all. No. So I'm really uh, looking forward yeah, to seeing remember. that. Actually, one of, the, one of the comments on the YouTube was like, oh God, not more cliche. He's like, I'm German. We're not all like this. Come yeah. on, guys. <laughs> So, okay, so that, that's good. You guys were laying down some absolute ground rules. So this thing, we've got not only a synopsis, as we said at the start, we've got a release date, February 15th. Yeah. So How are we was... going to watch it? We're going to have to subscribe. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Feb 14, obviously. We'll be busy that weekend because Black Panther comes out that weekend as well. So we'll, we'll have something else on. But, well, you know... if, if I'm still here because Black Mirror comes out on uh, New Year's Eve. Yes. That's a pretty depressing way to start your New Year's. Yeah. So if I'm still here. If I'm still here, <laughs> I know, I was like, first. I, I wasn't going that more, but I was thinking you were going to go, oh, look, if it you know, get, finally gets me to switch off you know, the internet because it scares me about technology. <laughs> no, but... it's just so depressing I may have to. Oh, Jesus. I mean, at least wait until New Year's Day then to watch it, right? I mean... Well, that's what I mean. It's the most you know depressing way to, to get to New Year's. It's like, yeah. oh, happy New Year. There's more Stargate in February. That's that's the bonus of this. <laughs> yeah, there's more Star, Star Trek Discovery though. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> You're right. Let's end it. We're going to speak about that on our other show. Um, okay, so we've got some ground rules. No, no mention of the word Stargate. No, not by not by Catherine. at least her. The Germans, sure. The Germans yeah. can basically do anything they want. Yeah. Well, we they did. We can't know about it. Yep. Yeah. So we're and talking. Given that we know that Catherine and Professor Langford are both uh, in this, Catherine definitely can't know Stargate. The word Stargate, Professor. Well, yes and no, because she had all his notes. Yeah. So if it goes into Ernest's notebook, fine. And yeah. the professor never sees it. But yeah, it's the professor. But also, um, like, he didn't complete all his notes. So he knew things. Yeah, there would have been stuff he didn't, he didn't write in. down because he wanted yeah. to just have a few aces so up okay. his sleeve against the military. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah, but for me, she can't see the DHD. She can't say the word Stargate. She can't know it's the seven Chevron address. Yeah. She... She shouldn't go through, but she will. If she does, I can tell you right now, I will lose my shit. <laughs> I, in a way, in a way, I have never lost it before. <laughs> oh, well. Let me just. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd... You guys think I can get petty and angry? No. Oh, we've never Wait. said that. 
Wait till you see me if a 21-year-old Catherine Langford goes through a Stargate yeah. and doesn't get mind-wiped at the end. Oh, boy. Even but again, the mind-wipe thing is going to annoy yeah. me. Okay, mind-wipe it's aside. Like C-3PO thing. Does that just go back to what I said earlier? Is she just a liar? She's gone through, but she just lies about it. Well, no. I mean, potentially, just listening back to your, your breakdown of the film there, and you know, this is as far as we've ever come and why she's there and having complete control over it. I mean, potentially, do they rewrite this in a way that she was just part of the American program to ensure that they didn't get as far as what they did? If they're going to rewrite that she's just been a liar her whole life because she has travelled through the game. Again, we're only speculating, but what else can we do well, off the back of a trailer? in 1945, it establishes that she wasn't actually part of the program mm. because the government had no interest in a 21-year-old girl in 1945. Yeah. yeah. Um, she only overheard stuff at home when yeah. she was serving tea to, um, <laughs> to, Ernest, to yeah. Ernest and her father. And then... In 1997, Catherine goes through the Stargate and they say, it's a piece of cake. She's like, oh, geez, some piece of cake. Like, to me, yeah. that that was her first... It's not like she's going, oh, geez, this is the first time I've done this in 50 years. Like, yeah. no, she, that was her first travel through a Stargate. Oh, li- For re- sure. again, no, re-listening For sure. back to, uh, especially the Tormented Tantalus stuff that we played before, which I forgot how much content, historical content, was in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that's what it was that's all about. That's why I loved it. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I must glaze over just all that, all that exposition. Yeah, but I mean that, I that all you, they've written that as if yes, this is this is fact, this is canon. She never knew that Ernest went through. She never knew that's what happened to him. She's never been through the Stargate before because that's what they were hoping would be truth. Twenty years later, they want to make Stargate Origins. Okay, let's rewrite a history again. Again, hmm. is she just a pathological liar? Like she's been telling this lie for fifty years. It it would be just second nature to her. I'm happy enough now. I'm if, not saying I want her to do it. Yeah. I'll be angry too, but... Yeah. I'll be happy just... enough now if she doesn't see how it opens. Yeah. And if she sees she just... the gate and that's her yeah. pushing force yeah. to do it. But again, then it lends itself to, okay, well, if in 1945, when when Origins is going to be set sort of, a, you know, World War II, 1939, 1945, yeah. if she sees all that stuff happen and then the, the program shuts down, you know, straight after Ernest's accident... Why does then she then not do anything for the next forty years? Yeah, you know, if if something amazing happens and she knows what the Stargate can do, yeah. really do, like she's seen it. Yeah, yeah. Why does she sit on her ass for forty years? Yeah. Maybe she had a family. Well, no, she didn't. That's the thing. <laughs> she never had a family because we find it in um, Morbius, Mobius, Mobius, Mobius in season eight. She never had. A oh family. right, I was going to say because up rewatching it, I'm only fresh halfway through what, season three. I don't know that she didn't. I don't want to be mean, but hang it's on, so didn't re- she have a granddaughter? No, exactly. I think it was a grand niece or something like that. Uh, okay. Oh, which then makes she's got a sibling. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Oh look, I don't want to be mean, but God, it's refreshing not to have Reese here and not have to be like, <laughs> no, I don't want to spoil it for you, Reese. I don't want no spoilers for Reese, but dot dot dot. Yeah. Oh Jesus, I hope he doesn't listen because Jesus, good to just. Okay. Know. In, in many ways, we haven't really said a lot of stuff that would ruin mm. SG-1 for him ongoing, but... Well, I've been worried sometimes that when we talk about Daniel, given what happens to Daniel in Season 5, yeah, I really want to hammer that home hard to Reese that that's it. Like, I'm, oh, yeah. I've already got stuff planned. Um, so, given <laughs> oh, that... I'm really looking forward to his reaction yeah, to that. Given that I played Continuum and Daniel's talking in that and giving exposition yeah. and, and we've talked about Lifeboat a few times, Brendan, I'm yeah. just like... So, I re- as we get closer to season five, I really want to play down a lot of that stuff and not yeah. reference it. Good idea. So, we can really f- 
with Reese's brain <laughs> yeah. at the end of season five, the the first few episodes of season six. It's going to be amazing. Am I leaving all this in the edit? Like, is, are we going to really hammer to him? He cannot listen to this podcast because we spoil SG one. Pretty much. Yeah. We'll just tell him that. Oh, he'll skip it. What are we? Surely he doesn't want to be ruined. Yeah, Surely. no. He's, he's unemployed now. He told me he doesn't drive anymore, so he doesn't listen. Oh, to Oh yeah, he's listening to podcasts a lot. Yeah. Although he did put up social media post the other day where he was watching cricket and then listening to one of our podcasts. That's true. So <laughs> there you go, narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, something I did want to bring up as kind of one of those unwritten things and unspoken things from the film that could lend credence to whatever they do in Origins. The military, as of the Stargate film, the military seems to know already that gate travel is one way. Mm. The only reason Daniel is allowed on the Abydos team is because he has to translate the symbols on Abydos so that they can dial back. Mm. Otherwise, why wouldn't they just know, okay, at a predetermined time, we're going to dial back in 24 hours' time and you guys can walk through. Yeah. They never even tried, did they? No, it's never mentioned. They've never actually done that either in yeah. SG One. Oh, that they did it with the Malp in Hundred Days. Yeah, but so before that, they didn't experiment. No, so it does lend credence to the idea that Catherine does know more than she's let on. Yeah, and could be Obi Wan Kenobiing us all. It's gonna happen. Origins is gonna happen. Yeah, so it's there's gonna be some grey lines crossed. Yeah, it's, it, they, they, are they gonna walk a tightrope? I think. Yeah, and it could, you know. It could go They'll either way. just fuck it all up, or it'll be a nice little slot into the anthology. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Be. All right, well, that's possibly our longest ever get into gate chat. Uh, oh, it's a little while. It's like twi- It's like two episodes worth, oh, okay. but that's fine. That's what we're hoping to do this week anyway. We're going to talk about Jolna's memories and uh, the, the Devil, Devil You Know, know. as done? a two-part podcast, a little you know, Christmas Eve present, but... Um, Reese could make it in, but the trailer came out anyway, so we had plenty to talk about. Um, we will be back uh, to talk about this show, obviously, leading up to the February 15 release of this on Stargate Command. Hopefully, we will have another trailer, an actual trailer, where we get some idea of the content and story of the show before then. If not, well, we've been teased enough. We'll be there. We've signed up. Uh, we'll be back for more Getting the Gates. Not literally, though. Well. <laughs> I did, but I didn't pay for it, so I've only got the quizzes. Stargate Command quizzes. Is that where you get your Hazri's been paying attention questions? It will be the next time. (laughs) (laughs) So we will be back to talk Jolinar's memories and the devil you know as a uh, single podcast uh, when Reese is back on board. It is, of course, uh, Christmas time. Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you for a, a good 2017. We've had a, a lot of good feedback of the show, a lot of uh, people jumping on the Get Into Gate train. We love talking Stargate with you guys. So if you are listening but haven't already, do uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, share the Stargate love. Let's just uh, you know keep talking Stargate. Find us individually if you want to do that as well. I'm Mitch underscore Lewis, Twitter and Instagram. Maddie. Add high pitch Maddie on Instagram. And Brendan at the Brendan Gibson on Instagram, and uh, at under Lincoln Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back for more. Get into gates. Uh, hopefully, very soon. Hopefully uh, next weekend, if not uh, in the new year, to talk about. Yeah, if if we don't have one out for the following week, just go back and do a re-listen over the holidays while you got you. And your Christmas break. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see everyone out there a challenge. Yeah. Let us know how many you've re-listened to. Yeah. <laughs> All 55, sweet. <laughs> Plus the two and specials. As a little holiday yeah. gift to us, just leave us a review. Oh, 
Absolutely. You know? iTunes review, if you could. That'd be nice. This oh, yeah. was pretty geeky, sweaty style of podcast, this one. So, it was, yeah. Maddie especially went into a lot of effort with all those grabs. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to lie down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get into geek.com.